What's shaking, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to July 2016's Income Report. We have quite the doozies, not even just one, but multiple doozies for you today. I'm being joined by not just Kate, not just Josh, but our friend from a few episodes back, or I should say a few income reports back, David as well. So uh, all three of you guys, say hello. What's up, Fire Nation? Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? Yeah, that's the crew right there. (laughs) Hello. So guys, we have a killer, killer income report coming up here. I'm going to give you the income at a glance real quick. Our gross income for July was $166,721. Our expenses were $69,000, which put our net profit for July at $97K. So our first time in quite some time under $100,000 net profits. And we'll be talking about that. Of course, uh, Puerto Rico may have a little something to do with that. So uh, we'll be talking about Puerto Rico. We'll be talking about podcast movement in Chicago. I'm going to be talking about Amazon and the Freedom Journal, and I'm going to be talking about Self Mastery Journal, Mastering Productivity, Discipline, and Focus in 100 Days. Booyah. But first and foremost, we are going to start with our CPA on fire. That's figuratively, but also he is josh at cpaonfire.com. So uh, check him out via email. Check out cpaonfire.com. Just check out his website. He's a great dude. He's got a great tip for us today. Josh, what is that tip? Yeah, and this month's exciting because we had a EEL Fire listener and reader of the income report write in on the income report on the website and ask a question. Yes. And this is Buzz Park. And it it tied in perfectly with, with what we've talked about the last two months. So we talked about separating your business finances from your personal finances. Then we moved into how to pay yourself from those business finances. And Buzz asked what I think is the next logical question. Okay, you paid yourself that salary, that distribution, whatever it is. What happens to the rest of the profits? Because for most people, that that salary is probably not going to be their full profit level, right? So it's a great question. And the first thing to understand here, and I I feel like this is something I mention almost every month, but I think it bears repeating almost every month. Unless you're a C corporation, your business is what they call a pass-through entity. And that means all the profits in the business are going to be paid. You're going to pay taxes on those, and you're going to pay them on your personal tax return. Your business pays no taxes, and you pay taxes on those profits. Doesn't matter whether you take them out, doesn't matter whether you leave them in, you're still going to pay the taxes on it, okay? So that, that's one important part because you're not saving anything by, by keeping that those profits in the business. You're not saving anything on taxes. The other half of that is by taking those profits out, you don't incur any additional taxes. So what this means is you can essentially take as much of those profits out and have zero tax consequences. So obviously the next question becomes, all right, if there isn't any tax consequences and, and that part doesn't matter, how do I decide how much to take out in profits? And I think there's three important questions you need to ask yourself here. The first one is, how much does your business need? How much cash flow does your business need to operate? Because obviously, if you take out every dime in the business and your business needs that cash to keep going, to buy inventory, whatever it is, you're stuck. You're not going to produce any more profits to take out. So that's a huge part of the equation. How much do you need in there to keep the business running? The second part is, how, and, and I'm glad we have an attorney on here. Maybe he can elaborate, Ooh. but how much legal risk does your business face? I know a lot of people worry, okay, if I, if I keep that money in the account, in the business, is it subject to more risk than if I take it out and it's no longer in the business and it's with me personally? 
Okay, so that's that's always something to consider and talk to your attorney about. And finally, if you're an S-Corp, which we advise almost all businesses who are making at least $40,000 in profits to be, how much salary you take becomes a factor here because that S-Corp is required to take a, a salary and the salary has to be in line with the distributions. So you can't make $40,000 in profits, take it all out as profit distribution and take no salary. All right, so ask yourself those three questions. How much cash flow does my business need to, to, to operate? How much legal risk am I worried that I'm exposed to by keeping those profits in there? And what type of entity am I? Because I'm finesse, if I'm an S-corp, my distributions depend on what my salary is. So does, it, does that all make sense on, on how we look at profit sharing? Well, you know, if I was listening, I'd probably hit the rewind 30 seconds just a couple times <laughs> to listen to that one more time. But kind of the beautiful thing, Fire Nation, about bringing Josh on is that he's accessible. Again, he has his website, cpaonfire.com. He loves getting emails from you, josh at cpaonfire.com. So shoot him an email, you know, drop, drop over to his website, hit his contact form, however you want to get in touch with him and ask him a question if you have one. Like he's a person that is engaging with Fire Nation on a daily basis. He loves you guys for obvious reasons. So I, I just love how you brought that down, Josh. But again, I love how you're also there for Fire Nation when they need more stuff. And in fact, you have a great bonus for all of Fire Nation listeners that we always talk about at the end. So maybe kind of bring this home, talk about the bonus that you have for Fire Nation, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, the bonus that we have, it's a video tutorial that talks about which entity is right for you, which I consider to be the most important part of your taxes. They can get that by going to cpionfire.com slash fire nation, and it will tie into what we talked about today. And, and one thing that one more thing I want to say that's important here is this is all a starting point when we talk about these tax tips because it is a such a confusing and important topic. So if, if you're reading this and this gives you a little bit of an idea, but you're still confused, I definitely encourage you to look further into it, whether you're asking us, whether you're asking a CPA you already have. But don't stop here. If this confuses you or you don't quite get it, look further into it. This is just a starting point. Josh, thank you as always. Appreciate you dropping on here today. And we'll talk to you next month, brother. So let's kind of move forward now because we've done something that's uh, pretty important in our business. You know, we have taken steps and precautions to make sure that EO Fire is as protected as possible. And one of those steps was bringing on to our team a legal professional. And that legal professional is David. He's going to be here today chatting with us about a great tip. And he's actually going to be joining us every other month on these income reports. So you want to tune in every other month for his uh, great tips on, on something that's going to help your business in the legal sense. And today we're specifically going to be talking about what is a trade secret and how does it affect your business. So before I bring David on, I kind of want to just talk real quick about like why do we bring David on to our team now here at EO Fire? Well, we live in a very litigious society, Fire Nation. You never know when you're going to get quote unquote sued or there's going to be some kind of cease and desist or there's just going to be some email or paper that comes out of nowhere. You never know. And to be completely honest and transparent, as we always are here at EO Fire, 
we didn't hire David for a specific reason. There's like nothing going on here in EO Fire headquarters that we're worried about legally, but we always want to be one step ahead of the game. We always want to be protecting ourselves before it happens. It's like you don't get fire insurance after your house burns down. You get fire insurance the day you buy your house. And that's the same thing we're doing here with David. So we brought him on the team. He's a great friend, a great guy. He actually lives in San Diego, so he keeps us updated about everything that we're missing out there, which we know is a lot. And now he's our official legal representation. So if we get anything that comes to us, we just refer that to David. He takes care of it. And if we need to escalate it, then we have a talk with somebody that we know, like, and trust. It's not like we're now scrambling at the nth hour to find somebody that like, oh my God, like, I think we might need to get a lawyer now, but you know, we have to like ask people and you know, we don't know if we know that person. That person doesn't know our business. No. So David came on the team. The first thing that he did, which I loved, he did a complete audit of our website, of our business, of our employee contracts, et cetera. And he came back with a list of all the things that we need to do. And by the time he's done with that audit, our business is literally going to be as bulletproof as it can be. Now, of course, there's never such thing as 100% bulletproof, and that's why we have David on the team for future situations that arise. So I'm really excited to now introduce David. This is his second time on the Income Reports, but his first time is actually a EO Fire team member. So welcome, David, and I'm excited to talk about the trade secret. Like, what is a trade secret, and how does it affect your business? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Last time I did it, it was a lot of fun, and I got great feedback, so always happy to do this. Yes. Um, yeah, so... We're going to talk about secrets. Um, John, John, I know, yeah, John, <laughs> I know one of your secrets is that you spent a little bit of time in law school. Yes. Um, although you're not a lawyer. All of one semester, I got an A in contracts, but a C minus okay. in civil procedures. Okay. Well, <laughs> I won't share my grades because you might cut off the Skype right now. Um, I, uh, yeah, so one thing you, I'm sure you learned early in law school is the idea of issue spotting. Right. Yes. So that's the idea that I'm not going to be able to teach Fire Nation in the next, you know, three to five minutes everything they need to know about trade secrets. That could be a whole semester of law school or more. Um, but I can give you an idea of what to look out for. And I think that's what I'm going to try to do in these income reports is give entrepreneurs a heads up about things to sort of keep in mind and look out for so they know when to, you know, when to start looking at something, when to have their radar up, when to bring in a team member who can help out. Enough knowledge to be dangerous, so to speak. Exactly. So I'm going to give a super brief overview of the concept of trade secrets because a lot of people come to me and they're like, I've heard this term or maybe people have said it, but I don't really know what it means. I'm a little embarrassed. Um, we're going to take care of that right now. So let's start with the very basic definition. What is a trade secret? So as a lawyer, I would tell you, a trade secret is some information that's not generally known or reasonably ascertainable that gives a business an economic advantage over its competitors. That's a little bit heavy legal language, and I'd rather kind of break it down a little bit. So that's what I'm going to try to do. It's basically something that you know that your business knows that is an advantage to you that the rest of the world doesn't know and can't necessarily easily figure out. Um, Every business has trade secrets. Whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're, you know, Apple or anybody in between, you have trade secrets and they are worth protecting because trade secrets can last forever and be extremely valuable. Um, 
some examples of types of trade secrets that are common are like recipes. It could be the recipe for Coca-Cola or the recipe for, you know, your cookies that you're making and selling at the <laughs> farmer's market. Um, a formula like WD-40, a San Diego product to kind of give them some props. Yeah. Um, an algorithm like Google search or any algorithm that you might have in an app or a website or, you know, computer-based business. Um, it also might be lists of your customers. Um, Internal specs, like let's say you have a new product that's coming out and you haven't announced it to the world yet. That's a trade secret. Um, best practice guides, like how you run your business. All these things might be trade secrets that are valuable and you don't want the rest of the world to know. Um, the trick is that the rights in a trade secret, the legal rights, the legal protection only exists as long as the secret is maintained. So you got to keep it like a secret. You can't tell the world or else – it's pretty simple. It's no longer a secret and you don't have any legal protection. Mm -hmm. People often ask, okay, how do I file a trade secret? Where do I file it? What do I do? Well, you don't. There's no way to file or register something as a trade secret. It's really how you treat that information. So again, it could be an upcoming product, customer list, algorithm, formula, recipe, anything that the rest of the world doesn't know. It's all about what actions you take. So just there's a lot of different things people could do to protect trade secrets, but it could vary from making sure your company has a good password program for your computer so that you know anybody that you come into encounter with isn't, doesn't have all your passwords and therefore could just spill the beans. Um, it could be about having non-disclosure agreements, confidentiality agreements. Sometimes they're called NDAs. Um, that could apply to an employee, could apply to a contractor or a VA some other entity or person that you're doing business with. Um, another thing that people don't often think of that are important for protecting these trade secrets is when you stop doing business with somebody. So like let's say you let go of an employee, you stop doing business with an independent contractor or a VA just because you know it didn't work out or they're moving on to something else. You should have an agreement with them at that time, an exit agreement, can be called that. Sometimes it has different terms. But you want to make sure that you lock down those secrets when they're leaving, um, not wait until they have left. And then a few months later, you found out that they told everybody, mm. you know, all about your upcoming product that you weren't ready to launch yet. And now all your competitors know about it. So there's a lot of steps that you can take. It's really different for every type of business. Um, and of course, there are legal remedies if somebody does breach a trade secret, but that's, you know, those only go so far. That's, you don't want to have to be calling your lawyer and saying, uh oh, my secrets are out. What can I do? There are remedies and there are things you could do at that point, but you'd rather, you know, prevent the disease than try to cure it afterwards. So that's kind of like the real high level overview of trade secrets. I know that was probably a lot of info to digest in a couple minutes, much like Josh. He's, <laughs> he's, you know, he's given it, he's given you some real dense, uh, actionable info. So I wanted to make it a little simpler for you guys. So I created a one page free three step checklist on trade secrets. Um, and it just gives the kind of overview and you could just see it in front of you. I try to really boil it down as simple as possible. So you can understand you know, the things you need to know. And that is available through my website, which is productsofthemind.net slash EOFire trade secrets. Or you could put EOFire trade secret. If you don't remember to put the S, either one of those will work. So it's productsofthemind.net slash EOFire trade secrets. 
and uh, you'll be able to get that three-step checklist and, and check it out. And uh, I really hope this information is helpful to Fire Nation. If I'm going to be coming on every other month, I don't want to do it just because I enjoy talking to John and Kate, which I do. <laughs> but I want it to be super valuable for everybody listening. So please uh, let us know what you think. I, I, you know, I want to keep, keep refining these best practices so that we're giving you the best info we can give. Okay, one question I have that's popped up while you were talking was, you know, we talked about how if somebody was leaving or exiting, you have them sign that as they exit. I just kind of thought about some scenarios where a lot of times when people leave, like you're firing them, they might be leaving on bad terms or pretty abruptly. Um, So that might be kind of a struggle. Is there anything that you ever recommend about when people actually are hired that they sign something as well that kind of covers you in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. It could be an employment agreement. It could be a contractor agreement. Anybody you're working with, and you don't have to be a lawyer to really get an understanding of, okay, this person is going to see what's going on inside my business, and I want to make sure that it's confidential. So you can have an agreement with an employee, with a contractor, with a JV, with anybody else um, who would be exposed to this information. And yeah, it is the best practice to have that stuff in in the outset. That could be either a separate agreement or it could be just part of whatever contractor type agreement, for example, you have with them. And it you know, will say, even after this contract terminates, here's how this information is going to be protected. That's the best practice. And then when that relationship ends, whether it's for hopefully a good reason, but sometimes just because there was a conflict or whatever, you, you might have to remind them, hey, just so you know, you know, I talked to my lawyer and we need to remind you that clause XYZ of our agreement states right. that you can't reveal XYZ. You know, that might be a tough conversation to have, but, you know, having a business sometimes means you have to have tough yeah, conversations. Totally. So there's a few things I really want to kind of make sure Fire Nation that we're getting from this. Number one, like, let's just go back to the beginning when I introduced David. Like, he was brought onto the team because we knew that we wanted to be protected against future scenarios that were happening. And, you know, that complete audit that he did of our business, like, I literally think I had the best night's sleep in my life, like, after he did that audit, because now I know exactly where the holes are. Sometimes just, like, we know there's holes in our ship, but, you know, we just don't know where those holes are, and it's kind of nerve-wracking a little bit. So it's just great to have that and to know that now we're plugging those holes very methodically. And again, it was like a stress that I didn't even really know that I had until David relieved it by joining the team and doing this audit. So I think if you haven't done a, a big audit on your business, it's so important to do. And you know, maybe try to do it yourself at first. But again, if you want to talk to somebody like David, I mean, he's there. He's very open to, to having conversations with Fire Nation. But David, you know, you, you know, we have Josh here. He's like the Statue of Liberty. He's like, you know, give me everybody, come through my doors. <laughs> you know, you're a, you're a lawyer. You know, you can only take on so many clients. So who specifically would you say that you're looking to talk to um, that, you know, as far as like what kind of business they're in or what, you know, size, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, everybody's at a different stage. And I work with clients of all different stages. I have clients that are publicly traded companies, clients that are super successful podcasters. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, <laughs> and, you know, all the way to, you know, more local businesses and things like that. So, um, you know, what I try to do, because I recognize that not everybody is in the stage where it's right for them to hire a lawyer, is I try to make as much information available through my website. I've got a blog, I've got 
free downloadable resources on there, all kinds of information that can help get you up to speed as you kind of ramp up to that stage. Um, but I mean, when in doubt, reach out to me because I'm always happy to, if I can't help directly, to point people in the right direction, whether those are some free resources or the, whether that's a referral or whether that's somebody that would be the right fit for me. So I'd, I'd rather weed it out myself and, and you know help establish those relationships because a lot of times somebody will reach out to me and it's not the right fit right now, but a year later, their business is rocking yeah. and rolling, and then we need, you know, then we've already got the relationship and that that trust established. Yeah, and Fire Nation, to be honest, I was cringing a little bit when I had the first conversation with David, and he was about to hit me with, like, the number, and I was just like, wow, okay, this is so reasonable. You know, it's not like this huge law firm that he works for that has, like, this insane monthly retainer that you're paying. Like, no, you and David are going to be able to work out something that works for you, and it's just such a comfortable feeling. So again, you can go to eofire.com slash income35. That's income35. We've listed out the steps that Dave has talked about here. We have a quick link that you can just click to download your free three-step checklist to stay on top of your trade secrets and protect those valuable assets. Again, that's eofire.com slash income35. Or just head straight over to his uh, website, which is productsofthemind.net. Then he has that link for you as well, which is slash eofire, was it, David? Yeah, slash eofire trade secrets. Trade secrets, okay. Um, David, yeah, I actually... Or productsofthemind.net, yeah. Go ahead, Kate. Um, I actually have here the link that you sent over is uh, productsofthemind.net slash secret. So if you want to say that a couple of times, we can kind of replace it here and there. Any of those will work. So oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, they all work. They'll all yep. work. Yes. Yeah, good. I, so not to do I've any I've done work, this enough time to know that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> He's all over the place. Quick I love link that. everything. Exactly. And so again, Fire Nation, check out productsofthemind.net. You got that link that you can go directly to that we've talked about a few times. It's going to be on our income report. And David has a podcast as well. Same name, Products of the Mind. So check out that podcast. He drops value bombs there. David, brother, thanks for joining us. We'll see you in two months. Keep San Diego rocking for us as always, brother. So we're going to move forward now into what went down in July. And, you know, it's early August here in Puerto Rico. And when you're listening to this, uh, who knows when it is. But if you're listening to this in August 2016, Kate and I are dealing with a pretty hot, rainy, enjoyable summer down here in Puerto Rico. But we took a little break from that to go check out Podcast Movement in Chicago. So, Kate, what do you have to say about Podcast Movement? I thought you were going to say, what say you? <laughs> were you tempted? I was tempted, but I was like, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. So July Podcast Movement 2016 in Chicago it was our third trip out to Podcast Movement. And this conference just keeps getting better. Damn. If you're a podcaster and you're not attending this conference, my question for you is seriously, why not? Why would you not attend this conference? It's such an amazing event. And I want to break down why it was so amazing, because you're probably like, okay, great. What was so cool about it? (laughs) Um, Well, for starters, this year, I think the setup was the best that it's been. First of all, it was in downtown Chicago. We were right next to Navy Pier. It was the Hyatt? Yeah. Yeah. So we were at the Hyatt, downtown Chicago. We were in an amazing location. The weather was incredible. And, but conference wise, like, I just feel the signage was really great. 
The volunteers that they had working the event this year were so eager to help and literally were like dropping everything to help people get to where they needed to go, to register, to sign in. There was just a really smooth flow from when you go into the hotel, then the conference was downstairs, you check in, there was an exhibition area, there were the presentation rooms, the hotel lobby even. I just felt like it was very conducive to engagement. Like other years, things were kind of just spread apart really far. So where you were attending the conference wasn't necessarily near where you would enter the hotel, which wasn't really near where you would go to your room. I don't know. This year altogether, the setup, it being in Chicago, I just felt like that flowed really, really awesome. But of course, the real greatness was in the people. I Podcasters are a different breed. And if you're a podcaster, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like we're just so passionate about engaging with each other. And everyone's so motivated and driven about their podcast. There were really amazing speakers who brought so much value to the stage. This year seemed really different. I kind of felt like there was a switch this year with... The first year was mostly like business podcasters, not really like any huge names other than John Lee Dumas, of course. (laughs) The second year, we started to see, um, you know, some of the bigger names. Uh, Sarah Koenigs from Serial was a keynote speaker, Um, some other really amazing podcasters. This year, I kind of felt like it tilted a bit. And I'm not, I'm not, I ha, I have my own personal feedback about that, but um, there seemed to be a lot more of like the NPRs and, you know, the, the big quote unquote big players in the podcasting space this year. But what I really loved about all of the talks is the continuous flow of the overall theme that I felt was in every single talk. And that was a power of storytelling. John, I know you're big on this. I'm big on this. With the podcasting space as crowded as it is right now, I'm really glad that this was a focus at the conference because storytelling is what's going to set your podcast apart. Storytelling is what's going to draw people in and help them build a connection with you as as a listener of your podcast. So um, it was really great to hear a lot of different perspectives on that. I mean, perspectives from people who are just starting their podcast to perspectives from people who are making hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars from their podcast to people who are like at NPR and the mid-roll and all these other, you know, amazing leading companies. But of course, we have a full-blown review for you that you can check out of Podcast Movement. I do the, the entire thing in review. Like I talk about our prep for it. I talk about the talk that John and I had there, which we did a joint talk. That was really fun. Yeah. I break down all of the key sessions that I went to, the ones that I chose to go to, and I give my, my big takeaways. So definitely encourage you to check that out. I spent a lot of time on it, and I think that it is a great roundup post, if I must say so myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's linked up uh, here in the income report. So as you heard John shout out earlier, eofire.com slash income three five. Yeah, this podcast movement was really fun. We started things off with a bang as we always do with a huge podcasters paradise meetup on a roof deck at this gorgeous bar just overlooking all of Chicago. It was incredible. Just getting to reconnect with people that we, you know, some of them we haven't seen for a year. Like we see people once a year at this podcasting conference. So it's really cool to reconnect. There was a ton of people from the Podcasters Paradise Cruise, which of course was always fun. I spent a lot of time with them. And it was just a great feeling to be in a great city, 
during the summer. Chicago is amazing in the summer and just hang out with a lot of cool people, see some great presentations. We had a booth for the Freedom Journal. So, you know, I was able to sign a ton of Freedom Journals for people who were just buying them like hotcakes. I think we sold over 250 Freedom Journals while we were there at Podcast Movements. And a real quick story as we kind of wrap up this section that I thought was really cool, kind of full circle in a way, maybe even more so for Kate than for me. But, you know, I look back to 2012 when I launched and Kate was always very supportive, but, you know, she had her job and she was an account executive and she wasn't an entrepreneur and she wasn't part of the business yet. So she was kind of interestingly looking at what I was doing with podcasting, like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, we'll see what happens with this. And then, you know, fast forward six months, she joins the business. Fast forward X number of months from there, she launches her own podcast. You know, fast forward to today, Kate's three best friends that she grew up with, Cara, Vanessa, and Janelle, they now all have podcasts. They were all at Podcast Movement as attendees having a blast. And actually, at least two of them, and probably all three, made the comment at one point that I'm going to speak at this conference next year. So that was really cool to see Kate's best friends from growing up, again, her sister and then her other two best friends are all now now all podcasters. They're all entrepreneurs in their own right. And they just were amazing attendees, you know, just amazing engagers at this conference doing some really, really cool things. Kate, let's give uh, their podcast a little shout out. Yeah, for sure. So my sister Cara, her podcast is the Wedding Planning Podcast. So she gives super great tips every single week um, to help you plan a unique and affordable wedding. Vanessa Merton is the host of the Pregnancy Podcast, and she drops value if you are pregnant or planning to become pregnant. She gives some really, really amazing tips there of like what you can expect and what to look out for. Just some really um, unbiased advice uh, for your pregnancy. And best logo in the biz. I mean, this is of a baby wearing earbuds inside the mother's belly. You got to see it to believe it. (laughs) It is a really great logo. 99designs. Hello. Dot com slash fire. (laughs) And then Jen Hatsung, she co-hosts a podcast with Danielle. And their their podcast is She Percolates. And they talk about what different uh, versions of success mean for people. So it's all of the very like niche advice. I love the wedding. I love the pregnancy. And Janelle's kind of rounds it out with like this nice overall view and different definitions of success. Podcasters, paradise, shout out. I mean, it was so good to see the paradisers there. It was so fun just to hang out with podcasters. It was so fun to be in the city. And again, if you just want to go to a great conference, then uh, 2017 in August, it'll be in Anaheim, California. So check it out at podcastmovement.com. And as always, a killer promo code is FIRE um, for you if you want to get there and uh, have a little discount, a little, little extra peanut change or whatever. Now let's move into adventures in Puerto Rico. So Kate, what's going on in Puerto Rico? What is peanut change? I don't know. Like change for peanuts? <laughs> I'll take uh, an extra peanut, please. And they're like, oh, this is free. Okay. Just one. <laughs> um, yeah. So adventure continues in Puerto Rico. That is the truth. Um, I kind of like to think of July, though, as the month of the home. I feel like July was just 
totally consumed by settling into our new home, which, you know, I refer to many times here as the EOFire HQ, HQ. which it surely is. Um, so, you know, the past couple of income, re- income reports, we've talked a lot about our travels in Puerto Rico, exploring the island, getting to know, you know, the lay of the land. And I feel like this month was really just focused on settling in. There's a lot of projects that we had on our list to finish here at the house. Um, mainly for the seller of the house. (laughs) But, um, you know, one thing about Puerto Rico that we've learned, and, you know, that this isn't even like super specific to Puerto Rico. This is really just like good planning and project management is we've created a lot of lists, like so many lists of things that we want to have done at the house. Um, Because, John, I feel like you and I are both very similar in the respect that well, actually, I feel like you're a lot more like fast moving than I am. But I think where we're very similar is like, let's just like be in this house and and settle in. We're not going to spend like multiple weeks like hemming and hawing about what type of carpet we want or anything like that. Like, let's get in and get it done so we can start, you know, having this feel like our home. Yeah, like a random example is if I ever get to a hotel room, like I am literally spending the next 15 minutes just unpacking everything, like even like my toothbrush and putting my dental floss there, then I'm like, okay, now I can go and enjoy like the rest of the day. <laughs> that is so true. Actually, your next step after that is to go find whatever gym is at the hotel. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's kind of been top of mind. And uh, we've, we literally have kind of treated this in a lot of ways like a project. It is a, it is a project. Um, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of gave a little sneak peek at, uh, one page of our list, which was multiple pages. Yeah. I'm looking at Um, (laughs) but you'll kind of see, we like broke it down into different rooms. We bullet pointed what we wanted fixed and what we wanted to pay attention to. Um, so, you know, while our focus on the headquarters is taken up a good amount of our bandwidth and it's taken us away from the business in some respects, um, you'll notice that, well, you know, John, we kind of talked about at the beginning of this income report, um, we haven't dipped below 100,000 net for several months now. Um, perhaps our focus on the HQ uh, is, <laughs> is the reason why. Um, Life happens. Yeah, so true. Um, but, you know, we have definitely used the power of systems um, in our business to continue helping EO Fire move forward. You know, we're still making amazing waves with the Freedom Journal, which is so cool to see. We're still inviting new members into Podcasters Paradise. We still have all of our free courses going. We still have the blog publishing. We still have, I just launched season three on Kate's Take, which is all about tools and resources. You're still getting your daily episode Mm -hmm. dose of inspiration from EO Fire. So, um, you know, that's thanks to systems. And we have a, a link over on the income report if you're interested in checking out how you can put some systems in place in your business in case you're looking at making a big move or maybe having your focus taken away from your business for a set period of time. Systems can be really helpful just to make sure that your business keeps running. (laughs) So true. And we also have a really cool walkthrough of our new home. There's a link there. It's a 17 minute video that I have created, which I don't even know if Kate knows this yet, but it already has over 4,000 views. I mean, this thing is going a little viral in uh, Fire Nation land. So if you want to check it out, you can just go to eofire.com slash crib. And uh, it's going to be a great little video walkthrough of our home, the exterior, the interior, just our place in Puerto Rico. So we're going to move on to 
Amazon. And why I want to talk about Amazon is because a few months back, we talked about how Amazon is such a powerful e-commerce, e-commerce platform, but we decided to pull the Freedom Journal off of it because we moved to Puerto Rico. We were having some lengthy discussions with our CPA, and he was just like, man, like, you know, when you put something onto Amazon, like your own product, they actually put it out to like 15 different states. You guys can go back and listen to that discussion in depth. And then you start paying sales tax in all these states, and he was getting overwhelmed. We were just like, is it even worth it? Because we're doing 90% of our sales just over at thefreedomjournal.com through Shopify. So, long story short, we talked to him and we pulled it off of Amazon for the time being. But the reality is he hired somebody that has a lot of knowledge about um, Amazon and sales tax and found this great tool called TaxJar, which makes things so much simpler. So as May turned into June, turned into July, myself and Josh and Kate just kind of kept talking about it and said, well, I I do feel like we're missing out by not being on the biggest e-commerce platform in the world. Uh, you know, the sales weren't huge. You know, we were doing four, five, six sales a day on Amazon, which wasn't nearly as big as what we're doing just on the freedomjournal.com. So we're saying we don't have to be on Amazon, but it would be nice to be there. And so we did the math. We sat down and came up with a plan. And we decided now we're ready to be back on Amazon. Because again, Josh hired a guy who specializes in this. We found great tools like TaxJar. So now we're ready to be back on Amazon. We are there um, and I'm actually now going to really be experimenting with Amazon's PPC, you know, pay-per-click. So we've actually hired a coach in that area, and we're going to be investing some pretty serious time, energy, and money into getting the Freedom Journal out there in the Amazon world, you know, being the sponsored place and all these different things. So keep your eyes out for that, and we'll be talking about it in future income reports, about our failures with that about our successes, whether it's working, whether it's not. We'll keep you updated, but just wanted to drop that little note that we are back on Amazon and we're going to keep you updated as to whether it's worth it and why and just talk all about that. So we're going to keep moving because I know you're busy, Fire Nation, and we got a couple more things that I just have to get to because July was a great, busy, awesome month. And the next thing I want to talk about is Self Mastery Journal. Self Mastery Journal is my next passion project. The Freedom Journal was my 2015 passion project. My 2016 passion project is Self Mastery Journal. And the tagline for this, get ready for it. Are you ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days? That is self-mastery. Because when I was really thinking about what the Freedom Journal was going to be back in 2015, it was solving that problem that so many listeners had about how to accomplish a goal. And now the Freedom Journal does that magically. What's the next step, though? I looked within myself and said, hey, it's really all about productivity, discipline, and focus for me. That's why I, John Lee Dumas, am successful. How can I now provide that solution for my listeners? They now have the goal-accomplishing manual. Boom, they're ready. But now, what about the productivity, the discipline, the focus day-to-day? How can they really make sure, and by they, Fire Nation, I mean you, how can you really learn from what I've learned over four years growing a seven-figure-a-year business, and that's what Self Mastery Journal is going to be all about. I believe that those are my three biggest strengths, productivity, discipline, and focus, and I want to share with you how I developed them and how you can too, because it really is a system. So if you want to join me on this journey of self-mastery, 
the book is probably going to be ready around Q1 of 2017. So it's still a ways out of actually being able to physically hold it in your hands. But a lot of cool stuff's happening between now and then. Head over to selfmasteryjournal.com. You can go there, sign up for updates. I have some killer gifts. Awesomeness is coming. I'm going to be just keeping you updated in a really cool way about the progress of Self Mastery Journal. And you're just going to learn a lot by just being on that update list. So selfmasteryjournal.com. I'm excited for it. Kate, what about you? I'm super stoked for Self Mastery Journal. When I think back to the Freedom Journal and the interest list that we had, the amount of value that we provided before the Freedom Journal was ever created was pretty massive because we were literally keeping people up to date on what we were doing to create the Freedom Journal. Like, how are you putting the content together? And how do you even come up with the content? And what did it look like when the book was first printed? And what was the time in between that? And just so many things that, you know, we were able to share with Fire Nation that was, you know, so cool to be able to share that I don't think you see a lot of places. When people are creating something, usually it's behind the scenes. They create it and then they tell you about it when it's ready. Um, so I'm really excited to go through that process with the self mastery journal because I know that there will be some exciting things that, you know, we feel really confident about and that we're able to make quick decisions right away. And I also know that there's going to be things that pop up that are going to be different from the freedom journal is going to be a different experience and, you know, we'll be presenting it in a, in a different way. So I'm really excited for all of those unknowns. Great synopsis. Well, Fire Nation, we're going to move into the income breakdown now. And we start off at the top. It's We did $129,000 with our products and services for July of 2016. Uh, we have the Freedom Journal at the top. We did $21,000 through Shopify. That was 487 Freedom Journals sold with 48 digital packs. So if you're international, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Shipping is super expensive and it kills me because I just want to get the physical Freedom Journal into everybody's hands who want wants it, but the shipping is, is tough. So we do sell digital packs that are fillable PDFs, the audiobook, the app. It has everything that you need besides the actual physical copy. We, we did 48 sales of just that um, in July, which is really cool. But again, 487 physical freedom journals for $21,000 in revenue. We did 1700 on Amazon and that was 43 journals sold. I can tell you, we just started cranking again at the end of July. So we were already at that number of freedom journals sold for August. And, and as I'm recording, this is August 5th. So August is going to be a pretty good month for Amazon for sure. And I'm hoping to see that go up and up and up as we continue to master and learn Amazon pay-per-click. Uh, Podcasters Paradise uh, brought in $18,600. Our podcast sponsorship was off the hook with 81 k And by the way, I don't know if anybody uh, has heard my announcement recently, but if you are an EO Fire podcast listener, August 1st was a huge day. Like I'm going to look back on August 1st, 2016 as a huge day for the EO Fire podcast because it was the day that I said no more pre-roll sponsorships on EO Fire back in April of 2013. So over three years ago, EO Fire has always had pre-roll sponsorships. 15 seconds at the beginning of every show for one sponsor, 15 seconds at the beginning of every show for the second sponsor. So bang, bang, two sponsorship spots right at the beginning of EO Fire. 
And that was important for us. It allowed us to grow as a business. It was some of our most important revenue back when we really weren't generating much revenue back in mid-2013. And it was, an, again, an important part of our revenue. But as our business has grown and we've diversified, I realized I want to make EO Fire a better listening experience. How can I make it even better than it currently is? And it was obvious to me taking away pre-roll sponsorships was going to be the key to doing just that. So we're taking an absolute financial hit on you'll and you'll see that on upcoming um, income reports because we're just not going to have as high a sponsorship revenue as we used to because all the sponsors want to be in the pre-rolls. They think potentially rightfully so that that's the important spot, but I'm not doing pre-rolls anymore. That is a new chapter in EO Fire. We are going forward with no pre-roll sponsor. So definitely check out the new episodes, any of them in August going forward 2016. You can absolutely just see what the new system is. Let me know what you think about it. I love the feedback. I've gotten a lot of feedback and I'm always looking for more. So let me know what you think about the new beginning of the EO Fire podcast. I would love to know. Podcast websites brought in 5K as always. That's our salary for podcast websites. Um, Looking down to affiliate revenue, we did 37K. Uh, A couple of the big ones was Davis Hype and Garland's Create Awesome Online Courses, Ramit Sethi's Zero to Launch, and just a lot of great joint ventures that we were on in July that uh, paid out pretty big. But you know, our business expenses, $66,000, guys. This is not cheap to run a company like EO Fire, and we break them all down at eofire.com slash income 35. So check those out. So our total net profit, again, for the first time in a really long time, we're under $100,000 in net revenue. I'm okay with that. I think Kate's okay with that. You know, we're going to survive Fire Nation, no worries. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing to grow the business going forward, adding new things, settling into Puerto Rico, etc. And Kate, why don't you bring us home? I am super grateful for that number. And I hope that today's income report was helpful for you, Fire Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. I know that we pack a ton of information into these income reports. Today, we had Josh on, we had David on, we did a review of our entire month of July, we broke down our income, our expenses. I love that you come to hang out with us and I hope that you enjoy and feel like you're hanging out with us when you're listening to this episode. But I strongly urge you to focus in on your next most important step in your business. Don't get overwhelmed with all the information. You know, take it in, enjoy hanging out with us here on the Income Reports and remember to focus on your next most important step. Love you, Fire Nation. 